0: And it's everything you need to make a quality podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or visit anchor.fm to get started. John Caviavu is a senior small business loan officer and Director of Small Business Lending at Life Asset Inc, a nonprofit organization that provides affordable financial services and education to micro and small entrepreneurs in the DC metropolitan area. At Life Asset, John is responsible for providing outreach to African and Caribbean entrepreneurs who might benefit from Life Asset services. Also, he provides lending program readiness training and plans and executes a needs-based technical assistance program for the African and Caribbean portfolio. John is also the CEO and co-founder of Pro Microfinance International, a Maryland-based nonprofit organization that provides technical assistance and financial services to local entrepreneurs in the DR Congo where he's from. John also serves as executive director of Mavuno, a nonprofit organization with the mission to eradicate extreme poverty in rural areas of Eastern DRC through entrepreneurship. John, welcome to the show. Hello, 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 everyone. It seems as if this year has been a marathon, and here we are close to the end of the year. It's been a strange year. And it's been a trying year in many ways, but it's also had its good moments. And one of the good moments for me has been this podcast, being able to come to you in this way and have these conversations and have you receive them and appreciate them. And with that appreciation, we will continue. In that vein, this is the last episode for the year for season one. As we get ready to break for the holiday season. And though Lydia is not here with me today, we would both like to thank you for your listenership and for your support. And we're looking forward to continuing that support to you in 2021. We would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at where's the funding at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Are we talking about things that? are of interest to you, that are of value to you, let us know. Be our guiding star so that we can improve and do better for you. Because as we've stated before, we are not doing this for ourselves. So for this final episode of 2020, we will be speaking with John Caviavo of Life Asset, which is a microfinance organization based here in the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area which is not necessarily an area where you would think of microfinance. If you're familiar with that, you would think of it more, you know, as a tool for economic empowerment overseas. But in our conversation with John, you will see that it's very much a tool that is necessary and useful here in the United States and in the DMV area. So without much ado, we'll jump into the
1: episode and I'll catch you on the back end. So welcome back to another WTS podcast episode and we are lucky to have John Kavuvaru. did i pronounce that correct john almost ah oh.
2: <laughs> john Kaviavu.
1: kavivavu correct
2: yes, yes okay. that's right yes
1: um of life assets so welcome john how are you
2: i'm good thank you very much thank you for having me
1: Fantastic. Um, So why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Thank you very much. So uh, my name is John Kaviavu. I work for Life Asset uh, as a director of small um, business department. So um, uh, we work with uh, entrepreneurs in D.C., Maryland and uh, Virginia. I am originally from uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Where I got my bachelor degree in in um, in uh, economics, and I also went to India, where I did a master degree in development planning and administration. So here in the United States, where I have been for uh, a little bit over ten years, I went to American U- University, where I got a second master degree in uh, social entrepreneurship.
0: Oh, go Eagles! Thank I you. enjoy you
2: as well. <laughs> All right, thank you then. Yeah, so that uh, that about me. Yes. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, I, I I want to just um if, if talk a little bit about how I I met John.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's about two years now that I've met you, John.
2: Yes. Yeah. About two years. Yeah. Correct.
0: And I saw that they were having an African Women's Empowerment brunch. And John was the sole male on the panel. Mm-hmm. But what caught my attention was that he was from the DRC. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I worked with the African Development Foundation, and the DRC was one of the countries in my portfolio. And our partner on the ground had this youth project that they were working on. And somehow I've just decided on my spare time, this having nothing really to do at work, to try and connect them to um, Congolese in the, the, the diaspora. And I saw that John was from the DRC and he was on this panel. And I'm like, I am going to this event to find John, connect with John, right. <laughs> and connect John, right. my partner in DRC. And I remember when I walked off the elevator that morning for the event, I bumped into you. And then I'm like, I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they pretty much attacked him. And I'm like,
2: That's we right. need to
0: connect. I need to connect you to um, Aesop in South, um, South Kivu, yes. in Bukavu, right. in Eastern DRC. Yes. And I know people have heard a lot about DRC. But, and Eastern Congo and all the trials and tribulations and violence and things, but it is absolutely beautiful. When hmm. I went to Bukavu, I tell people, um, that part of like Lake Kivu, it's like the Lake Como of Africa. It's
2: actually wow. beautiful. <laughs> it is. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um so Tell us a little bit about Life Asset and and what that does. And, and I'm sorry for for interjecting into your story.
2: No, it's it's great. You, we we are doing good. I, I really love that, and I'm glad to hear you know what you have to say about the, the Congo. I really love it. All right. So Life Asset is um is a nonprofit organization. Um, we are based in uh, in DC. However, we work in the uh, the DMV. So in the, the in DC Maryland and uh, and Virginia so our mission is to uh, provide affordable financial services education and networking opportunities to small and uh, micro entrepreneurs in uh, in the area we are we are a cdfi so a community development financial institution so as such we are required and uh, we focus so that's what we we do we focus on entrepreneurs from low income to moderate income communities. So typically the entrepreneurs who come to Life Asset are those who don't qualify to access funding or capital from the from the financial mainstream. Uh, and that for many reasons. Because one of them is because they they don't have enough track record for their business or they don't have enough collateral or they don't have uh, enough credit score, or simply because the amount of money they are looking for is too small for uh, uh, banks in the mainstream to, uh, to accommodate. So our program somehow support uh, these small and micro entrepreneurs to basically help them get their business off, off the ground or expand their business and with the training program, uh, we make sure that a couple of years down the line, they are able to improve not only their credit score, but also the, the, the credit record for their small business, so that in the future, they can qualify to get funding from the, uh, the mainstream.
1: So it's
0: almost like a pipeline development. You're getting them ready to be able to access um, capital from banks and more mainstream
2: exactly that's what it is and you know as life asset we consider ourselves as uh as a stepping stone so to say that you know before you get to the mainstream you start with life asset and you grow to that level yeah
0: so people like myself and lydia who work in the international development sector are very familiar with microfinance as a tool for economic empowerment so and it's usually something that's done um Internationally, in developing countries. So yeah. help us understand the use of microfinance in the American context, and why life asset the life asset program is necessary.
2: Oh, uh, thank you. That's uh, that's a great question. And in fact, microfinance traditionally is is known, as you just said, to be a tool for uh, economic empowerment, and to a certain extent, as uh, a tool for social empowerment. In uh, in developing countries, uh, very few people think of uh, of it as as an empowerment tool. Actually, in uh, in developed countries like like the United States, but actually it is. And, and to 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 make the case here, I'm going to share some uh, statistics with with you. Uh, the the Federal Reserve estimate in 2018 that there were 55 millions. Unbanked and, and underbanked adult Americans which is about twenty two percent of American households that in two thousand and eighteen did not have access to uh, uh, financial services provided by 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 the mainstreams so w- w- when you look at those fifty five millions those are potential candidate for organizations that are providing um, microfinance services, and um, uh, basically that the, the the reason why Life Asset exists to be able to work with uh, those people who are either unbanked or or underbanked, and, and there is actually uh, one story which is one of the reasons why Life Asset was created, is that. In the D.C. metro area, th- there are quite a big amount of uh, people who are returning citizens. So after being in jail for, for some time, for years, as they come out of jail, they find it difficult to access services like, like housing, like uh, accessing job opportunities, and also accessing financial services. So many of them, even though they have uh, what I can call bankable skills, however, there is no financial institution out there that will trust them because of their record. So given that microfinance is not only about lending money, it's not only about giving money, But it's also about building a support system for entrepreneurs. So microfinance institutions are more willing to take the risk than banks because we understand that we not only help entrepreneurs get the money they need to get their business off the ground or to expand their business, but we also, and sometimes we start by providing them a support system that will increase their chances of, uh, of being successful. Uh, for example, um, at Life Asset, to, for you to qualify for a small business loan, you don't need to have a perfect credit score. You don't need to have a financial collateral. However, our program is based on, um, on what we call a social collateral, meaning that you as an entrepreneur, before you can get a loan, a small business loan from for, for, for Life Asset, the first thing you need to do is to build your network. Starting with a small group of up to five entrepreneurs. So you and four other entrepreneurs, that makes five people. And the idea behind uh, this group is for you to basically support each other, for you to encourage, to motivate each other, and make sure that everyone in the group is doing what they are supposed to do for their business to thrive. So this is a support system that we put in place, and this is happening right here in the capital city, right here in Washington, in Washington Washington, DC. And many of those entrepreneurs who work with us, they the loan they get from Life Asset in most cases is the first business loan that that they've ever got. Because they have tried in several with several other banks, but they couldn't qualify but this microfinance program gives them the opportunity to get uh you know this support uh in terms of funding but also in terms of uh building their network and at the same time the education piece as well which is uh, is also very very important so we provide mainly those three services that i consider as being like three Three legs for a business to be successful, as as they always say that a business is like a three a three legged tool. I mean stool. Whereas you you need all the threes That means the funding, uh, the uh, the skills or education, and also the network. So um, that's what Life Asset provide and. Um, it's needed right here in, uh, in, 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 in Washington DC and any and other you know developed developed cities or developed developed countries So microfinance is not only for uh, you know developing countries it also works and it's also needed in, uh, in developed in developed countries as well.
0: I think people don't often think about the unbanked or the underbanked when they think about the US. And I think that that need is starting to become more revealed. I wish I remembered the person's name and the business, but I was listening to some, some program and there was someone else tackling the issue of the unbanked and the underbanked in the United States. And I think a lot of people will be surprised to realize that there are lots of places where traditional banks don't reach And even if the banks are there, there are large swaths of society that are not serviced by those banks. And when you think about people who have been previously incarcerated, that, yeah, it's not very easy for them to get access to financing. And so that's a key population that oftentimes we forget about when we're talking about access to finance.
1: I think it's also really important to stress that, you know, not understanding how finance works in the U.S., As somebody who came here from the UK, you know, I was under the impression that having no credit debt, having no credit cards was a good thing. Ah, and it's then as bad as having bad credit. <laughs> right, exactly. And I come to the US and people are like, well, you don't have any credit. And I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. I'm great. I'm a great candidate. And more understanding, walking into a bank typical Lydia with her nose in the air thinking like, why, why am I not a great candidate for you? And I think it's, it's not understanding this, the, the intricacies of banking in, in the U S and how finance and credit works that often, you know, people kind of fall foul or they get into credit issues. And then, you know, we have a system that really sort of, you know, dings you for life. So Just a really important thing to understand. So I'm really glad that you have those types of classes to kind of, again, demystify the whole finance space. Um, But, you know, turning to our current situation with with COVID, um, can you talk a little bit about the impact of COVID-19 on the entrepreneurs um, that you serve, and are there any lessons learned? I mean, we're still in the pandemic at the moment, but are, are there any lessons learned in terms of the changes that Life Asset will make to its programs moving forward?
2: Yes, definitely. There are so uh, many lessons, and uh, I have to say that uh, COVID-19 is an exceptionally challenging situation for uh for businesses, uh, there there are some, I would say, some businesses that will will definitely not survive a COVID nineteen. So uh, uh, it's it's a very very difficult, very challenging situation, and uh, we are you know communicating with our entrepreneurs, some of them who are pretty not pretty much not in not working or their businesses are pretty much closed at this point, and you know hoping for. Hoping that you know they will be able to reopen after the uh, the pandemic. And now it's um it, it happened that uh, there there are a few a few entrepreneurs depending on uh, on on the type of business that you are doing. Uh, for example, those who are let's say in uh, in the the childcare providing services, those type of businesses they are closed at this point. However, there are some other businesses that are reporting some good sales, maybe that they've never had before, like those who are in the uh, like the delivery type of businesses, because given the situation, given that we are in this lockdown where everyone is at home, so many people are, you know, purchasing stuff online and they are getting them delivered at home. So those who are in the delivery business, they are they are they are doing exceptionally well for this particular time. So, um, however, overall, businesses have been badly hit by COVID-19, and luckily here uh, in in the United States, and specifically in the the DMV area, uh, the government uh, at the federal level, state level, and also at the local level or county levels, they they have come up with uh, so many stimulus programs to uh, somehow uh support uh small businesses so that they can keep their cash flow and be able to to pay their employees salaries and also to pay their other bills and, and hoping that they you know still be in business after the uh the pandemic so we have been working with uh our entrepreneurs to uh kind of tell them and kind of train them how to apply for uh, for these different opportunities that are out there for them and um, we've been working with different government departments, including the uh, the SBA and most of our of the clients of life asset basically have qualified for the SBA stimulus grant whereas they are for for six months they won't have to Make any monthly installment payment because the SBA or Small Business Administration is uh, is uh, is is paying for them under under that particular program. Uh, we are also working with uh, the the DC government uh, with the this program that they have for uh, small businesses that are that are based in uh, in the in in Washington DC specifically. So we have uh, over. Uh, over two million that we are helping the government to get into the hands of uh, small businesses that uh, that fulfill the requirement for this particular program. So overall, it's um, it's, uh, it's 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 uh, you know the government has been trying its best to keep this uh, uh, you know to to support these businesses during this hard time. And when it comes to the lessons that uh, we have learned. Uh, one important lesson that I have personally learned, and I'm sharing this with uh, entrepreneurs every time, is is, is about record keeping. One of the major requirement, basically, to qualify for the stimulus grant for the stimulus program for the uh, for for the from the government, is to have a good track record for your business and make sure that for the last. Three years, you have been uh, uh, reporting or or, or paying your taxes as required. So if you don't have the record keeping, your record keeping in place, so you don't have any uh, financial statement for your business because you are somehow operating informally, then that will disqualify you for all the opportunities that are out there. So we are somehow encouraging entrepreneurs and showing them that this is how important record keeping is. So from the very beginning, it doesn't matter how small your business is, you need to make sure that you have some kind of record keeping in place in such a way that every quarter or at least every year, you are able to pull your financial uh, statement and able to know exactly how much you are going to pay in taxes and pay your taxes. Because if you are not doing that, then any benefit from the government, you will never be qualified. So uh, entrepreneurs now doesn't matter how small they are. They are understanding that at this particular time, because if you don't, you are not at that point, then you won't qualify. So they are really very much understanding how important record keeping is. And I think that is a, it's 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 somehow making our our work easier in terms of uh, making them understand uh, the importance of uh, you know of record keeping.
1: So John, to that point, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the data lover. I definitely love the idea mm-hmm. of data kind of predicting, you know, where you need to go and 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 key decision makings in life and and obviously in business. So what do you think are some of the key products or tools around record keeping that you would recommend to people? I mean, say, say you haven't been doing this and you're like, Oh, you know, it's the end of a long busy day and you've got a stack of invoices. Like, What what do you think are the best ways to kind of institutionalize this in a business?
2: Right. So basically, um, if, if, if you start doing this right from the beginning, it's not really that difficult. And uh, we, some entrepreneurs will be like, okay, you know what, um, my, 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 my business is too small. I'm just getting started and I don't have funding. I don't have funds to hire or to pay a record keeper or, or an accountant to help me do this. So what we recommend them is that, no, you don't need basically to hire a record keeper. What you do just... The basic one, you can use an Excel spreadsheet where you are recording all your your transactions. And at the same time, make sure that all the receipts for all the transactions that you are doing, you are keeping them somewhere in a box. In such a way that at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year, what you will need, you will just need to pay a few hours, an accountant who will just help you to compilate, to, to do a compilation of all of those data and help you to put together uh, some kind of uh, financial statement. But if you have your papers, your receipt all over the place, or you even sometimes don't know where to find those, then at the end of the year, you will need to pay an accountant for many hours so that they can kind of help you to be able to identify and somehow pull the the data together in, in in a way that they can come up with a uh, you know financial statement so the very basic one is uh, is uh, is uh, you know an excel spreadsheet that you can do you know you just can keep you know every evening you just write whatever transactions you have had that day and make sure that you are keeping those receipts somewhere but after you you can after you uh, you know your business reaches a certain level you can also consider um, uh, using QuickBooks, which is also very basic, and many uh, small businesses are using uh, QuickBooks software, which is is now very very difficult. Just a few, we do organize actually training for those entrepreneurs who want to start using that software. It's uh, also a very very good uh, one for uh, for 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 businesses for small entrepreneurs.
1: Great. Thank you so much. That was really helpful. Thank you. Um, Wonderful. Can you, can you tell us a little bit now about the life asset credit union that's under formation and why you felt the need to create a credit union?
2: Okay. Thank you for the question. So um, the, uh, the credit union is a uh, life asset uh, long-term, long-term goal. So currently we are operating as a 501 C3, so we, we are a nonprofit organization. And uh, as a nonprofit organization, we, there are some services that we, we cannot provide to our client. Um, you know, services like checking accounts, like saving account. We can only provide those kind of services only if we are a credit union. So the reason why we have that goal of becoming a credit union is for us to uh, be able to provide uh, more services to um, to our client because there is a huge need uh, for for those services. Uh, currently, as I mentioned earlier, it's just you know we are offering this micro learning program, uh, training program, and uh, also access to networking opportunity but we want to be able to, to, to offer uh, much more than that. And here, uh, it's, it's definitely, it will not happen maybe in next year or maybe in the next two years, but somehow as life asset, I will say that we, we, we are building a foundation for, for, for the credit union, because to be able to, uh, uh, to, 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 to register as a credit union, there are a certain number of requirements including uh, the number of members that that you need to have so currently life asset has uh, a portfolio of uh, a little bit over 1300 active loans or 1300 active active clients or active entrepreneurs and we are uh, hoping that in the next few years we will reach 3,000. Of uh, active client, and that the time where we will consider uh, registering uh, a credit union or pursuing, uh, you know, becoming a credit union. However, the credit union will not replace life asset. So both organizations will be complementing each other. So what life asset cannot provide as a nonprofit uh, organization. The credit union will be providing that, and what the credit union cannot provide, then life asset as a five hundred one c three will be provide providing. So yeah,
0: that's wonderful, John.
2: Yeah.
0: So we're at the point in the show where we ask the question, the "WTF? Where's the funding?" Right. What yeah. does that phrase mean to you? In terms of what you do and the customers that you serve, and then also tell people how they can access funding and other support services from life assets.
2: All right. So, uh, where is the funding? Where is the funding? What I mean that that reminds me of uh, how, how funding basically is is important to be able to start. A business we do receive uh, you know uh, hundreds of clients every month coming to us and trying to figure out how they can benefit from the different services that we provide and of course many of them they come because the the, the challenge that they have is to access to access funding so where is the funding reminds me of the the, 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 the major role that money plays in, uh, in, 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 in launching or expanding a business. You can, you can have a, you can have the, uh, I mean, the best product in the world, or you can have the best business concept, but if you don't have money, if you don't have funding, then you will never be able to get that business idea, or you will never be able to turn that idea into a business. So, Funding is key. Funding is important. Funding, I would say, funding is king when it comes to business. So that uh, that's what, you know, uh, what it reminds me of. And when it comes to um, accessing uh, life assets services, we have our website, which is uh, uh, lifeasset.org. Uh, those who are, you know, interested in learning more about what we do. They can go to our website, even though we need to um, kind of uh, uh, update the website, but we have the basic informations where you can learn about the different services that we provide. Uh, and from there, you can also have, uh, you know, phone numbers and emails if you want to reach us so that we can start a conversation. But we are we are here and we are, we are, we are more than happy to work and to support uh, those who are interested in... In in, in in starting a business for, for them and for themselves and for their families and so on. That's basically what we do and we, we, we enjoy doing it. So feel free to reach out to us if you you are you 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 know you want to learn more. So John why
0: don't you drop your email so that people can reach out to you in yeah. addition to accessing the website.
2: Perfect. So um my email is um J is in John and then my last name, which is Kavyavu, that's K-A-V-Y-A-V-U at lifeasset.org, O-R-G. So that's J-K-A-V-Y-A-V-U at lifeasset.org. Lydia,
0: you're going to say something. Do you have something to add? Another question
1: for John? No, I was just going to say thank you so much. It's great to be able to um have a, another spotlight on a local resource and um and you provide so much so many great examples and i've heard of so many testimonials of people who've used life life asset to springboard an idea or a passion into a thriving business um yeah i, I just wondered if you had any kind of pearls final pearls of wisdom or encouragement for people out here, you know, either wanting to become entrepreneurs or sort of struggling in their entrepreneurship journey, mm-hmm. um, any any parting words mm-hmm. of encouragement?
2: Yes, um, to those who will listen to this podcast uh, and who might maybe have been thinking about uh, starting a business, but they don't know maybe where to start, I will encourage them to reach out to us because that's what we do. So we are here for you. We are here to support you. We are here to uh, make sure that uh, you have all the resources that uh, you need to be successful in your, in your business venture. Uh, We understand that it's a, it's, it's, it's not easy, and especially if you feel like you are in it by yourself, it's even more complicated. So we make sure that uh, uh, we build a community uh, of like-minded people, of people who are uh, willing to work together, who are willing to support each other. And um, if you are interested, you could also be part of that community. And once you are part of the community, then you know, you, are, you become a member of the tribe of uh, people who are there to basically support, encourage, motivate each other so that we can all move forward and we can all thrive in our individual businesses for the good of our families and our community.
0: That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I have mean, advice. So guys, if you're thinking of entrepreneurship, you don't have to sail the lonely seas by yourself. You can get on in a lifeboat that's filled with other people going in your direction.
2: Exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, Inquiring that. Thank you so much, John. For... <laughs>
2: thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it.
0: And we're back. Wasn't that a fascinating conversation with John talking about the power of microfinance and its utility here in the United States? in our area, helping to get largely unbanked and underserved um, communities into the financial space where they can engage with a financial institution that understands their limitations and will work with them so that entrepreneurship can be something that is within their reach, something that they can achieve without having large amounts of assets. Upfront to invest in because this notion of bootstrapping is really not a fair notion for everyone because not everyone, and certainly not people of certain lower economic stratas, are able to do bootstrapping. Bootstrapping assumes that you have money to invest upfront to get your business off of the ground, and that's just really not the case with a lot of people and in a lot of communities that are underserved or unserved or unbanked that currently exists in the united states and life asset and what it's doing has proven that there is a need for those services here in the united states and that there is a demand for those services and more and more people particularly of um, immigrant communities And it was especially um, important when he talked about reintegration and for populations of people who were previously incarcerated and are released now and find it hard to pick up the pieces of their jobs and moving forward if they can't get a job. One of the next alternatives is to try and create a job for themselves through entrepreneurship and then facing barriers there, not being able to get access to capital. So just the breadth of value in what life asset is um, providing to these communities is just um, a wonderful example of how something that was started overseas in developing countries as a means for economic empowerment for the underserved and marginalized and, and and financially disenfranchised can also work here in the United States. And we just really wanted to thank John for coming on the show and providing such great information, particularly for people who are in the DMV area and might be thinking about entrepreneurship, that they have some place where they can go as a starting point. And what he talked about in terms of community, you don't have to do it alone. There is a community that is out there that can support you. So if this speaks to you, this sounds like you've been sitting on the fence and you've been wanting to jump in but not quite sure how to do so, pick up the phone or get on the internet, reach out to Life Asset and become a part of their community and get your hustle on. So with that said, we just want to thank you once again for your support, for your listenership. And just to say that, watch this space. We will be back next year with a whole new lineup of really exciting an interesting guests that we hope will bring you as much value as the guests we had on for this season. And to reach out to us if you have any ideas for the show, we're looking to book guests. So if you know anyone who would be a great guest for the show, reach out to us. We're open, we don't bite. You know, we like to interact um, with our audience, and you know, it gives us a source of motivation to know that you're listening and we're providing value. So We look forward to more interaction with you in season two and watch this
2: space. Exciting things to come. All right, guys. See you on the flip side. Bye.